welcome back to another Sporting Lounge. Thank you for joining us. As always, we've got the gracious host, me, myself, and I. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Well, gosh, golly, I wish we could say we could shake this up. But we have my fantastic co-host, Travis. How are you doing today? Uh, doing as good as I can. Me a little stuffy. Got some congestion going on, so bear with me, folks. Yeah, you're toughing it out today. You said this episode meant a lot to you, apparently. Yeah, I just want to. I'm enjoying the podcast in life and doing this for a living. So this is, uh, this is, this fun. is where you see yourself. Yes. This is what I want to do. Sports. sports. Wow. How original. God, a guy who likes sports. Now I'm just kidding. I'm exactly I mean, like I, you. I, I don't have a belly button, so I don't have much else going for me. This is my only opportunity. Okay. Maybe I'm not exactly like you. I you ever have tried a belly to button. apply to a strip club without a belly button. <laughs> You need an exotic <laughs> animal license for them to even oh hire me. Alrighty, you're being a, you're being introduced as the exotic animal stripper for now on because that is fantastic. Uh, today we've got some fantastic things to talk about. Uh, quite a bit of news in the NFL alone has happened uh, all over the place. I mean, we covered a little bit of. The Joe Mixon, what happened? No updates or anything on that end just yet. Uh, but some noticeable releases and signings have happened recently. What's the biggest one for you, Travis, that has made you go, wow, what? Well, we touched on it a little bit very briefly in the previous po- podcast, but Daniel Jones getting a $40 million, four, or $40 million a year, $40 million contract is still number one for, like, what the hell. Um, just. I mean, if you're the Giants, so be it. <clears throat> I just feel like you could have allocated your money and better, you know, just allocated it better in general. But we'll see how it goes. They made the playoffs. Danny Dimes won them a playoff game. I just, I just think that something that's not being thought about is I think Danny Dimes' contract affects the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson more than it affects himself and the Giants. Big time. <laughs> because – they were already far apart in contract negotiations. They, t- they franchise tag Lamar. And, th- and then a guy like Danny Dimes gets $40 million a year. Although it's not all per- fully guaranteed like like Lamar wants. He wants something like Deshaun Watson, like Deshaun Watson has. Right, but, fully guaranteed. But, but like, you have no chance of talking less than giving it full. Like if, if someone like Danny Dimes is going to get $40 million a year, Lamar's, like, the B- Baltimore literally is forced now to cough up or watch him walk for nothing. Well, hold on. It's not for nothing because it's non-exclusive franchise tag. So either they have the opportunity to match whatever a team offers him, or they have to give up two first rounds. So probably one this year and one in the future. But still, for Lamar Jackson to give up just two first rounds, a lot of teams are going to take the bait on that. And you know what I think? Carolina traded back. All right, sorry. Or the Chicago. They traded up because their other option was go and sign Lamar, and they didn't want to do that. So they said, screw it. We'll throw everything we have at getting the number one. So who do you think in the draft is better than Lamar Jackson? Because I thought Carolina would have been great for Lamar. Uh, I I would prefer Lamar over any of the people out of any quarterback in the draft. Not because like there's not going to be great quarterbacks in this draft, but like proven. I was going to say. Two in the bush, right, one in the, is worth two is worth one in the hand. Like, right. So, like, I was surprised at that. But Lamar, older, younger, and have won a league MVP. How many of them? 
Oh, none? Oh, there you go. No conversation. Hey, like, exactly. So, regardless of how you feel about Lamar, like whether you call him a running back or not, blah, 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 he deserves a deal closer to <laughs> Danny Dimes and Deshaun <laughs> Watson um, than anyone. So, Daniel Jones' contract 2023 season, nine and a half million um, with a nine million signing. And two million incentives. Twenty twenty four, thirty five million, thirty five and a half with nine million signing. Twenty twenty five, thirty million with nine million signing. Twenty twenty six, forty six point five. So they're going to cut him by that time. But this is the money that Lamar is going to be looking at because the Giants fucked the Ravens. You're a hundred percent right. He's yes. going to be looking at this, going, "That dude can get that. I want mine fully guaranteed. Give me three years." 150 million fully guaranteed. Like he's going to be, he's going to be wanting some top dollar shit and he deserves it. Rightfully so. I still think the lions need to make the splash play. No, no, no. I like golf. I like what we got with golf. I'm not trading all of our draft capital when we still need to rebuild the defense a little bit, anchor our offensive line a little bit. Okay. Uh, like, so, I, Oh, I, it would be bad. Now, we're going to touch on the trade that happened. It was Chicago trades the number one all the way back to the ninth. They got a second. Uh, they got DJ Moore, and they got a little bit else. But think about it. Carolina jumped from the ninth spot all the way up to grab their future QB. Who see, won that see, trade? See. Well, was, uh, here we go. I got two joints sitting here. If I'm the Chicago Bears, I'm sitting back. Enlighten one of these and acknowledging that I just got away with highway robbery. Yes. And if I'm the Carolina Panthers, I'm sitting back lighting one of these and going, what the fuck did I just do? No, no, no. He lit one before he made that trade. That's yeah. what happened <laughs> for Carolina. <laughs> one did it before, one did it after because Carolina just helped Justin Fields prove that he can win at this level. Got him an excellent receiver in DJ Moore. They already I, I, suddenly they're I, I like the receiving core. DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, and Chase Claypool. That's a solid three. Yes. And then you add in Cole Komet. Great young tight end. I love it. They, they, they Not... move back to the ninth overall pick where the top offensive tackle in the draft is projected to go right around the area from Ohio State. So perfect. Grab him. Grab him. him. And then you got and you just re-sign Monty and Khalil Herbert, let it happen. And then you got a nice offense to work with. And then you still have and then you gain a, another second round pick. So you got two second round picks. Draft yep. one of like, like draft a corner with one of them and then draft a linebacker with the other. Boom. That's exactly what I was gonna say is draft that corner. Like, You're definitely gonna want one. So we have the same plans for the Bears if they play this right. They they will get away with highway robbery. Um another thing I want to touch base on, quarterback base, Tua Tonga Vailoa got that fifth year option picked up. How are you feeling about that? Well, that that right there finally puts to bed all the fucking bullshit rumor. Tom Brady. Quick clickbait bullshit, yeah, about Tom Brady. It's done. Um, and that also puts them out of the Lamar sweepstakes as well. That proves that they're they're all in on Tua next year, which cool, good for Tua. He's like play wise, he deserves, he deserves it. But like, like I've said multiple times in previous podcasts, man needs to think about life after football. He's regardless. He's he's one he's one more concussion away from having to retire anyways. 
Right. So like, like my thing was it for me it was never a dispute of whether Tua could play in this league or not. I know he can. And now he just has twenty three point two million fully guaranteed coming to him. It the the full question was can he handle another hit like he's been taking? So Miami needs to secure him. Not with just financially, but with an offensive line who's not going to let him get demolished. Because with yes. when he was out there with Jalen Waddle and Tua, or, and with Tyreek, Tua was great. It was fantastic. I loved him. I had him in fantasy. It was great. I traded him the week I, before I he got him. hurt, too. I said Waddle was a top eight receiver week in and week out with Tua back there, and he was just 15 to 20 without him. Yep. So, so Tua... If you're gonna get hurt, wait till after our fantasy season is over. <laughs> Sincerely, someone who's been ass fucked by injuries in those playoffs last two seasons of fantasy. It really has. Hey, those injuries have helped me win those titles. So I will take it. I will never complain about your injuries because my team both years in a row got healthy right before the playoffs. So I, I was on the other end. Your team just happened to get injured for the playoffs. Mine just happened to get healthy. Everyone so. always complained about me saying that I helped build your team and was like, oh, Ben, you gave Ben a super team with all those trades. I'm like, well, that's funny. You can sit there complaining. But why can't you guys still beat me if I gave all my stuff away? Right. That's that's <laughs> that's one thing I do find funny along with you is like, okay, if he gave me my team. Why do I still have the best regular season record in three last three seasons? Right. Like, they don't take that into account. You have a better winning percentage in the regular season than I do. You have more wins than me. I just happened again to get lucky in the playoffs because my team gets healthy. I'm 22 and four, and you're 21 and five in the last two seasons. Yep. So it, it's something to think about. If they're really thinking you're the one who gave me my team, they should be thankful that you didn't create one super team of your own. Because if you never did those trades with me, it would literally just been you and no one else. So they should be happy you spread the love around. I'm trying. I've, I'm, I'm about the keeping this league going as long as possible. So we got to have it competitive, even though it's for money. We got to have it somewhat competitive. That's why I try to help out some of the lesser teams sometimes. I, I agree. <laughs> um, now, Darius Slay. This is what I find interesting. Was given permission to seek a trade. Does Darius Slay go back to the Lions? I want him to. He's 32 years old, so he's older, mm-hmm. but he's still playing well. Um, if we can do like a two-year contract, so end of thirty, age thirty-four season, at like, because he he's making a pretty penny right now. He oh yeah, twenty some odd million, right? Twenty twenty-six million in his cap hit this year. So he's making a he's getting paid for what he's done. If we if he can if he's willing to take a significant pay pay cut to come. vie for a chip in Detroit and come retire where it started, you know, come play with his cousin, Tracy Walker again, who's been trying to recruit him back on a two year deal, say for like 13, 14 million a year instead of 26. I'm for it. I, I, I like that. You know, let's, let's call it 20 or two year, 26 million guaranteed uh, with incentives of another 14 million. So you can make up to 20 million each year, you know, two year, 40 million line. total, but 26 game to trade the sixth pick for few, for more draft capital in the current draft trade oh, back. But in that trade somehow get Jalen Ramsey that we do pull off the Darius Slay thing. So there, there's our secondary 
we're having Ramsey and Slay, and then our, our and then you got a Cuda in the slot. Yeah, and then our safeties are already legit, and then our defensive line's better. We we have three young talented defensive linemen and a young talented linebacker, and then all the picks we trade down for just just get your offensive line depth with one of them, and then just draft defensive line and linebacker the rest of the draft. See what we got. Go from there. I like it. I actually like that a lot. And people saying, uh, "Oh, we can't afford that." Well, you're forgetting that we're probably going to trade uh, DeAndre Swift. So there we go. Right. He ne- he needs to go. Okay. So another big thing is Adam Thielen, the the dentist boy. <laughs> I always love his original come up story from being like that dental undrafted. guy to yeah. undrafted dental workout. Got to the Vikings. Um, Going to be released, or actually, sorry, officially released by the Giants. So he gets to kind of by choose where he wants to go. Vikings, not the Giants. Yeah, I did say. Well, that's, hold on. Give me a second. I know why I said Giants. By the Vikings, um, I think he should go to the Giants um, for the simple fact that yeah. they just paid Daniel Jones for some odd reason. Their proven wide receiver is Sterling Shepard. Sure, great, awesome. Uh, always injured. Retired, yeah. Yeah. Kenny Galladay's gone, and they traded Kadarius. Kenny Galladay was gone before he arrived. <laughs> Another highway robbery. That time, just by a player. So Adam Thielen go there, and then they whatever wide receivers they draft, he can mentor. Because I mean, think about it. He was mentoring with Stephon Diggs. He mentored. Justin Jefferson. So he has a semi and uh, Osborne, KJ Osborne for the Vikings. He can do it. And it's a smart bang for your buck move for mm-hmm. the Giants as well. You just gave that money to to Jones. And then there's other big name wide receivers on the market that are going to be traded. Brandon Cooks and DeAndre Hopkins. But Adam Thielen is a great red zone presence, multiple time pro bowler. He might not have the, you know, 10 to 15 reception, 150 yard games all the time, like D Hop can. But he's going to cost a lot less and have similar production. Give, and while he's, if he stays healthy, he'd give Danny Dimes a legitimate number one. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then if Wandell Robinson can come back healthy, then they just draft another wide receiver as well. Like, there you go. <clears throat> exactly. So I, I, I would like Adam Thielen to go to the Giants to be a mentor. Um, because I think that would be great. I granted he might want to play for a championship, so he may be thinking like San Francisco, he may be thinking Kansas City, but I, I don't think Kansas that's City. Yeah, I don't think that's where they're going to utilize him as much or as well cuz he plays for a wide receiver, he plays a lot like a Travis Kelsey. Like I think he, Brandon Cooks ends up in Kansas City and I think D-Hop ends up in New England. Ooh, D Hop to New England. Why that? That is an interesting one. Belichick really likes him. Have you ever seen them like like just this past season when they faced the Cardinals? Belichick was over on the sideline, like chit chatting with D Hop. He was like, "Man, you missed half the season. You're still going to lead the league in receiving." He's like, "I'd love to have a guy like you." <clears throat> Bill so you literally think- said that. Like, and Bill, and you know how Bill is. He doesn't like his wide receivers. Like he he doesn't draft true. wide receivers with the first round. He doesn't like. He's never really planned for a wide receiver, like or schemed for a wide receiver to just like overly get the bulk of stuff game in and game out. Yeah, I, I mean, Wes Welker and Amadola and, and, and Edelman were like slot guys, but they weren't necessarily schemed to you know be the guy every time. They were check down options. Gronk was the first guy for Edelman. That's true. And then for a long time. 
Welker had the luxury of playing during with the one receiver that Belichick actually loved and did scheme for, and that was Randy Moss. Right. And hey, when he when he had a that, receiver he loved, I was gonna say that's why I think great. he's gonna. That's why I think Hopkins to New England will be there. New England's defense is still good. It wasn't their defense that was a problem last season. They were still top five statistically. Okay. Uh, you know, give Mac Jones a, a legit number one instead of a bunch of number twos and threes trying to be a number one. Or or Bailey Zap. Don't say Never. that. I got Mac Jones. <laughs> but I'm hoping for Bailey Zap because I can go pick him up. <laughs> Shane has him rostered. Shane's not dropping. Oh, him. Shane's gonna drop him eventually. He'll lose hope. He loses the hope a lot faster than I do. Hell, I still have Zach Wilson on my bench, and I think Aaron Rodgers is going to the Jets. I've been trying to get Bailey Zapp from Shane for a while, just ever since I got Mac Jones, just in case. Not going to lie, but he won't do it. Right. (laughs) Hey, I agree. Now, let's bounce over to some NBA topics. Uh, Most importantly, some injuries. Which one's more important to you and to which team do you think? Well, I think they're equally important, and I think it's ironic because it happened to the two teams that just went we're, out we're and ta- got. We're, we're talked about about bolstering their case for the first for the finals and a deep playoff run from the trade deadline. Kevin Durant out two to three weeks, possibly the rest of the regular season with his ankle injury that he suffered during practice and warmups <clears throat> before a game. Yep, just newly acquired from from Phoenix, <clears throat> and I think they could have. He comes back full strength for the playoffs. We find as long as they hold on to their playoff spot, they'll be fine. That's actually one of the things I was going to get into. And I, th- I think they will because they've been right around there without him. Part of the reason why they were slumping was because Booker was out for like a month and a half. Well, I mean, this is their remaining schedule: Sacramento at home, Golden at Golden State, Milwaukee at home, Orlando at home, Oklahoma City. Sorry, going to Oklahoma City. At Los Angeles Lakers, at Sacramento, at home for Philadelphia, against Utah, at Utah, at home for Minnesota, at home versus Denver, at Oklahoma, home versus San Antonio, home versus Denver, at Los Angeles Lakers, home versus the Clippers. So, I mean, it's not an actual easy contest because, I mean, we're talking about all these teams and actually most of them are in a playoff hunt um, because technically OKC, the only one who isn't is the Spurs. They've been eliminated. OKC could still make it. Um, The Kings have been deadly this year. Denver, obviously deadly. The Lakers are trying to fight for that spot. They're now in the ninth seed. So, I mean, they have a tough, Phoenix has a tough schedule coming up. So I wouldn't write them off like if he does miss the rest of this you know regular season i see them dropping from the fourth seed to maybe even the sixth because the only difference between them is three and a half games i I mean i I expect them to drop a little bit but i don't expect them to fall out of the playoffs entirely so long as they make the play and durant gets to play they'll be fine now this is where the exciting news is lucas considered day-to-day so he could come back at any time yeah, and he, the Mavericks. He, he avoided major injury. They did the MRI immediately after. Yep. Thank thank goodness. They're only three and a half games behind the Phoenix Suns. So if they somehow pull this together and start winning and Phoenix drops, they could go into the 
the playoffs a higher seat than Phoenix, which I would die for just because uh, screw you, Durant. I want Kyrie and Luca to do better. That's that's my take on that. But I mean, yeah, it's not a screw you, Durant, for me. But I'd, I I would like Luca to get a chip and an MVP. You, you know, we always talk about what player deserves a ring, like Damian Lillard. We never talk about what owner deserves a ring. I think Mark Cuban, just his personality, he deserves another ring because he was hilarious after the 2011 season. He He's was always wild. He's always cup it real. Exactly. Now, on the East, I think the favorites are going to be Milwaukee. Um I think Boston's slowly slipping. Milwaukee's this that's why I think that's why I always said even last year that if Milwaukee would have been healthy that they would have beat Boston and Boston would have went to the finals. Because it was pretty much a hurt Giannis trying the one V two you know, one V two the two headed monster from Boston. Boston. They still won two games. Right. So like Giannis doesn't hyperextend his knee, and they have Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton for that series. I, I'm sorry, I don't. Th- I I think Milwaukee honestly gentleman sweeps them four one. Oh, a gentleman <laughs> sweep! Dang, I mean it was a great uh, series to watch. I'm excited to watch it this year again. <coughs> I don't I think just, there's going to be any big surprises. Healthy. I oh yeah, for for them they both need to stay healthy. Um, any other big NBA injuries we need to think about uh, besides Jaws court case? Yeah, <laughs> no, but that's that's part that's another reason why I think that the Suns will be fine is because Jaw being out. He's as of right now, I think he's gonna play sometime in the next two weeks. I don't know if he but uh but if he's out for an extended period of time, Memphis is gonna drop inevitably. I mean they've won two games without him, I think, but They'll, they'll, I feel like they'll drop a little bit. They, they, <clears throat> they should systematically drop just a little bit. Okay, so it's midway through the season. Awards are coming up. MVP. Nikola Jokic. You? Yep, same Third here. Straight. I, I, don't, I mean, people can, people can argue for MB or Giannis. Fine, whatever. But... No, like he's third in the league in rebounds, fourth in assists. He's twentieth in points, but he's still averaging twenty four point three. He's averaging a triple double, twenty four point three, eleven point eight rebounds, ten assists on sixty three percent field goal percentage. His efficiency this year is off the charts. He literally passed LeBron all time for second place in PER for career this year. He's he's what, only oh, behind oh. Jordan. He passed LeBron in P in career PER. Wow, he's can he keep it there though? He's currently higher than LeBron as we speak, but it's also going to be tough to stay there. I mean, think about it. LeBron's been in the league yes. twenty plus years, so if he wants a long career, it's going to be hard to to keep it high. But you're right. He's. I mean, he's only twenty eight. I'm older than Jokic, and he, you know what? And, and, if, and if he can play like keep have his prime, go to like age 32 he can do this for like four more seasons i'm not saying a triple double but just efficiency then he'll have enough cushion that if as long as he doesn't play till he's 40 if he has a 
bad two to four seasons after that, not quite up to par. Like it, he won't, it shouldn't hurt him too bad. He'll still okay. probably finish top four all time in PER. Now, you know what the funny thing is? Jokic has never played with an all-star and his most talented teammates are always have hurt. missed the last two postseasons, Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. So he's literally doing it by himself. And now the one season that they're kind of healthy together, he, the Nuggets are the one seed, number two overall in the or top three overall in the NBA. I don't know if who's higher between them and the Celtics right now, but uh, I think they are. I think they're half a game ahead of us because we have one more loss than them. But okay. yeah, they uh, yeah, I think the number one in the West, forty six and twenty, they're killing it. Although they uh, they did lose recently, but Jokic, clear MVP favorite. Again, all the, pe- all the people saying Embiid should have it. He's the scoring leader and better at defense. Like, okay, well, Kobe had two seasons where he was the scoring champion and first team all defense. So if you're not willing to say, go give him those two MVPs and shut your mouth. I knew you're going to bring it up eventually. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's two um, more than LeBron has for his career, by the way. Oh, my God. <laughs> and a guy named Michael Jordan did it nine times. Nine time all defensive. Well, it's one, no, I'm talking about nine seasons where he won, where somebody scored, uh, won the scoring title, and was first team all defense in the same season. Jordan did it nine times. Kobe's done it twice. No one else in the league's ever done it. Oh, well, you gonna revise that statement, or I'm pretty sure it is correct, just because all the seasons between Bill and Russ, they're opposites. Like Wilt had a lot of the scoring seasons, so Russell never had the scoring championships. And Bill oh. dominated. I mean, Defensive Player of the Year wasn't a an award for a long time. Yeah. <clears throat> so. so, speaking of other awards, young, exciting players. Mine is Pablo Branchero. Pablo, um, for, for Rookie of the Year for you? Yep, 21.2 points per game, 6.8 rebounds. Almost four assists, uh, almost eight free throws a game. Um, anyone who hasn't turned 20 or just turned 20 entering the NBA and is able to average over 20 points, that's going to be a star, in my opinion. Like, that is someone who's going to be. I think Paulo's going to be a superstar by the end of next season. I, I agree. I know, like, he's, he should he, he should unanimously be rookie of the year. Honestly, he should be. And it, I, last year it there was three even... people that you could make an argument for, and it was really close in my opinion. But this year, it, it's Paulo can almost miss the rest of the season and still win it. Do you think he should get All Star this year or no? No, not necessarily an All Star nod because that's what the rookie and sophomore game is for. And then the all rookie team and then the rookie of the year. Like he can still get a bunch of honors like that. But he's not one of the, you know, two or three best at his position in his conference. Not yet. But he plays power forward. Is he better than Giannis? Not yet. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting news. Not yet. He might be by this all said and done. Is he better than Julius Randle? Oh, that one's actually a little tough for me because I've never had love for Julius Randle um, ever. So I'm not saying he's like he's better than Bam Adebayo. Oh, 
See what I mean? Probably Siakam. not. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's better than Siakam. I mean, Pascal Siakam's averaging almost 25 a game right now. I, I, I get that. Different teams, though. Yeah. But you see, so, like, there's, plenty, there's plenty yeah, of there's... opportunity for him to get all-star later in his career, you know. Which he'll, he get definitely he, he'll get him. He'll get him. Okay, do you want to go? Yeah, let's let's go coach of the year. Is there one particular coach that you're thinking? I think it's a shoo-in for Mike Brown for the Sacramento Kings. Really? They're the three seed right now in the West with a very good chance of going for the second seed with because they're not far behind Memphis. Memphis is without Ja. And it's impressive what he's doing. Okay, see, I'm. I, I was going to go with a hometown favorite, Joe Mazzala. Boston Celtics have to step up. Boom, all of a sudden, goaded. But then again, I guess Sacramento's been bad for so long to see them yeah, in the number that, two that, I seed. I just don't think you could get coach of the year if your team, like, you just went to the finals the previous year. You're supposed to be good. Like, True. if you. Uh, the, like, that'd be like Steve Kerr winning like four straight coaches of the year. Like, no. Right. <laughs> like, okay, that that's like, a great point. Like, even though they already won a championship, the only season that I could justify Steve Kerr winning coach of the year for would have been the 73-9 and nine season because they did something historic. They set the wins record. That's a little different. But otherwise, outside of that, like a team that was very good the previous season, like you're one of the four favorites to win the t- the whole thing like just because you're doing what was expected of you doesn't mean you should be coach of the year right i think i guess he is doing what he's expected if if i had to have like somebody like as a dark horse to win it tom Thibodeau, the knicks coach the knicks have been playing pretty well okay now brunson was a bub everyone's like no why the knicks spend that money like no brunson's turned into a star him and randall are really good together right and then mitchell robinson and uh, RJ Barrett have kind of figured out what their roles are. They know that they're not the stars. It's Randall and Brunson. Which is good. I want RJ Barrett to keep developing though. Now, quick thing. Since we talked about coach of the year, what team did the best at tanking? The most blatant tank? Pistons. It's be the Rockets. No, really? Dude. I've watched so many Pistons games. There's so many games that like we're 15 to like 51 or 52. There's literally like 20 games I've watched that we easily could have won. That was just blatant bad coaching. Okay, see, I was going to say there's... Uh, like making dub substitutions for no reason. Okay, well, I mean, Houston, you guys are 15 and 52. They are 15 and 51. So they're right behind you. But like, I... Houston was supposed... To, I, we weren't supposed... Like, we weren't a chip contender or anything like that. But Houston was supposed to be a lottery team again this year. We were, before the season started, with... Kane now getting Ivy and getting Durant and all the moves that we made. Like we were there was talks of, you know, like making the ten nine or ten seed as a play in team. There was higher expectations for us. Okay. So since you guys had the higher um expectations, you guys it feels like you fell harder. Yeah, I want Casey out. I don't like Dwayne Casey. He needs to go. Okay. Um, what he's about a good, Coach? He's, he's a good man and a good like locker room guy, but as far as like end game coaching, nah, he's bad. He's not the one. 
Nope. Okay. People are like, well, he won coach of the year in Toronto. What a chip. Like, nah, Kawhi won a chip. Yeah, yep. That's that, why oh, he leaves. And, the, and Kawhi leaves. And then the next season, the coach of the Raptors <laughs> won coach of the year. Like, <laughs> yeah. Never never forget, Dwayne Casey got fired. And then like a week later, won coach of the year. Which is hilarious. That That is curses all get out. Like to win coach of the year and then to be basically showed the door is heartless. Just like, damn. Okay, so most improved player. I think it's a runaway. CGA? Or SGA? Really? I think I saw flashes of superstardom from Shea last year. I really like Shea. Shea is my current favorite player in the NBA right now. Um, And you're not going to have him as most improved. Okay, who would you have as most improved? Lori marketed by a mile. Mm, it was number two for me. He's so good. Okay. He's so good. I have them both in fantasy, and Lori's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, in that case, defense player of the year. Bam Bam Adebayo for me. Bam Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna counter. I'm gonna go Jaron Jackson Jr. 83 block shots in the first 26 games this season. That's three a game. Rudy Gobert's won the award several times. He's never averaged three a game. Yeah. I'm just saying. So, Jaron Jackson averaging 3.2 blocks a game. Jackson's also only averaging 6.6 rebounds a game. Yes, lower for sure. Um, How do I put this? Jaron Jackson, young and still improving on the rest of his game, but he knows how to play defense. So right now, the Grizzlies don't lose the ball after a block. Jackson leads the NBA with 3.49 recovered blocks per 100 possessions. Like, think about that. That's 10%. uh, 10.9 lower, sorry, when he's on the floor. So when he's not on the floor, it's way lower. I just, I think he sways the game enough on the defensive side. Don't get me wrong. Ban, great on defense. I think this is Jaron's year. He deserves it. He was in my top three. Now, you know, we'll keep Jaron from winning it. The fact that he's missed so much time. The fact that he doesn't get 30 minutes a game. So, he'll, he probably won't win it, but I think he deserves it. He just sways that whole defense. And that defense I mean, he is, averages 3.2 blocks a poor game right now. Right. Fucking good. So, yours is Bam. Mine's Jaron. Um What's an exciting one? Defense? Uh, no, no, no. Sixth man of the year. Who who would you go with this? Bam's teammate, Tyler Hero. Okay. Is he not always just in the running for it? He that is. boy. He's, he's, he's the next. He's He took the torch from Jamal Crawford and Mata Ginobili. He was like, I'm next. Yeah, for real. For real. Building himself an NBA career from being a sixth man and being damn good at it. Damn good at it. He's tw- 
averaging off the bench six man he's averaging 20.3 points per game 5.6 rebounds 4.4 assists <clears throat> okay so what about russell westbrook nope no uh tyus jones jones has been decent what about malcolm brogdon i would i mean brogdon's been all right as well he's been he's been hurt a little bit this year but i don't know norm powell Nope. He can't do what Hero's doing. I agree. I, I would go Hero as well. I just want to throw some other names that that could be considered in the running for that. You know, it's, it's one of those things. Um, so, most disappointing team. Would you also call it the Pistons? No. They're the, it's the, it's my other team is the Lakers, so they're, the they're on the trend a little bit right now. They're on the bend a little bit, but yeah, they they're officially in the play-in game right now, officially. But it didn't need to be like this. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Okay, most surprising team. I I think that's got to be Sacramento, right? Yes, yes, it is. Okay, perfect. I'm glad we agree on all of those. So, any other, like, hell, fake awards you want to throw out there that you want to give to anyone? Some honorable mentions? Ooh. Crybaby of the Year Award. Ooh. I'm going to take it from LeBron's hands and give it to Joel Embiid because he won't shut the fuck up about defensive players or about MVP. You know, I haven't liked Joel Embiid since Ben Simmons was there. And I thought it was blatant BS that Joel Embiid got like, what was it, four chances at Rookie of the Year? Like, come on. The dude has been soft, always will be soft. He's just, he's he's a great center, sure. Sure, for the modern NBA, he's a great center. I don't think he'll go down in history, though. Mark my words now, be upset with me now. I don't think he breaks any notable stats. I don't think he does anything big enough. Hell, I don't even think he'll win an NBA championship. Same. I'm putting on a jersey on that Rocky statue right now. Fuck you, Philly. You couldn't do it in the Super Bowl. You're not doing it now. So, I yeah, I back up your support for the Joel Embiid uh, Crybaby Award. So, in that case... What is your plan when it comes to this year's playoffs? Are you particularly watching one team since the Pistons are gone? Is it just watching the Lakers like all get out? Do they have a dark horse shot at this? I'll be watching the Bucks, not because I'm bandwagoning, but because Giannis was another chip. Somehow was another defensive player of the year award or something. And another like he was a chip this year at another finals MVP. And then he wins Ooh. in a one more defensive player of the year award or one more MVP along the way somewhere in his career. We're having a serious discussion about moving him up some all-time ranks about him or Timmy as the greatest power forward ever. Oh, really? I mean, he's got to get up there a little bit in career bulk stats because Timmy is like top five in rebounds all time. But that's, I was going to ask, you know, how much farther does Giannis have to go to catch up to him? Do you think it's a lot or a little? One more MVP would tie him. 
Um, that would be, would that be enough for you to start having that conversation? Almost, but not quite. He would, I, he would need a, one more MVP, one more finals MVP and one more chip minimum to have that conversation. But I oh. think what would actually make it a very real conversation would be if you want another defensive player of the year award, because he'd have more than Duncan in that regard. Mr. Fundamentals. Hey, he, he might but, do it here in the next couple of years. Re- but realistically, he needs two more chips, two more finals MVPs, and one more MVP or defensive player of the year. Plus, moving up a lot of all-time ranks significantly. He needs, he needs a very injury-free, solid next five seasons. Okay, I can get behind that. It's gonna be, I think it's going to be harder for him to win MVP, though, over the next five seasons. So that's why I said Defensive Player of the Year, just because I feel like Luka's going to have his hands all over the MVP over the next five years. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of young stars gunning for that spot. So it'll be interesting. We'll definitely have to keep an eye out for the next five years. You know what's also going to keep running for the next five years, Travis? This podcast. That's right, this podcast. So go ahead. Thank you so much for joining us. Go ahead, like, subscribe, share, comment, follow the TikTok. It's gaining quite a bit of traction. So is the Facebook page and the YouTube. As always, we're always posting clips. Actually, Travis, aren't you streaming now? Kind of. I'm running the beta stages of it. I'm definitely going to have to get another monitor and more RAM in my PC to do it. But that's right. So if you guys want to get slapped at Rocket League by him, go ahead and hit him up. He would love to do that. For now and for always, have a good night.